again, everyone, and welcome to another special sponsored episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Sulovich, part of the team at Cherokee Media Group and senior editor of Autofin Journal and Subprime Auto Finance News. For this special sponsored episode, pleased to welcome back a familiar and highly knowledgeable guest, Rusty West, who is the co-founder of MarketScan. Rusty, it's great to have you back. How are you, sir? I'm great, Nick. It's great to, great to be back. I, I miss talking to you. I mean, last time we talked was at NADA in Dallas, so, uh, <laughs> so it's great to catch up again. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's amazing how, how quickly time goes, and, and certainly and during that span, things continue to evolve in the automotive retail uh, landscape, uh, certainly be it Tesla and specific in the auto or, or Amazon with how much we commerce with that particular establishment. So many things have shifted uh, our behavior to go from a, namely a payments driven situation in, in automotive and, and the shopping experience and and rusty this is a a topic you and i have have touched on in the past that how consumers have shifted to from being a price shopper to a payment shopper and 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 buyer so uh, let, let's revisit that uh subject again to to start out our conversation just what what does that mean to you that that someone is a payment shopper and and how has that evolved as especially in perhaps that the financial climate they were we we now face nowadays just how much really nowadays are our people payment shoppers? Yeah, so you know it's an interesting dynamic. It's a great question. Uh, you know, cars. I, th- I think the average price of a new vehicle transaction exceeded fifty thousand dollars for the first time in history in the last quarter, right? So that's, it's crazy. So when you start thinking about, okay, it's 50 grand plus, you know, taxes and registration fees and all the rest of that stuff, consumers kind of shut down. I mean, they're not, the average person is not going to be able to write a check for that kind of money. Right. So, so then it becomes, okay, how's this fit my budget, right? How does this impact my family? And uh, we've seen a big transition from the way people historically shopped in kind of recent history, right? If you go way back, consumers were price shoppers and price buyers. They wanted to make sure they were getting a good deal on the vehicle. They wanted to know what their price was. And the payment was an important consideration, but that was just part of something they had to weigh into their budget. But they shopped based on whether or not they were getting a, um, they were comfortable with the deal that they were getting on the vehicle. And then we kind of had this transition where, and it was this way for a couple of decades where consumers were kind of price shoppers but they were payment buyers would influence the the major part that influenced their decision to, to engage or transact was the payment. We've got a whole new generation of shoppers where they're, they're shopping based on their budget. I've got $1,500 up front. I want a payment of $400 a month. What can I drive? Right. And then let's figure out what vehicle fits that narrative. There's very little brand loyalty amongst the young, younger set. Right. And there's no patience amongst, hardly any of us when it comes to shopping anymore. And that's, um, that's driven by the Amazon uh, experience, you know? So, so it's the whole dynamic has started shifting and being able to present consumers with vehicles that fit the narrative versus payments that may or may not fit the narrative on a particular vehicle is kind of becoming the norm. So it's, it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic to watch. And 
I think it's great for the industry, but it's it makes the industry much more complex. Indeed. And speaking of, of that complexity, as, as you described, the, the mindset of that potential shopper that has X amount to, to put down and, and X amount they can afford monthly, what what seems to be the the ongoing challenge to to present that information to to the shopper and consumer what the payment might be why do you think that's still in in 2023 the the challenge for retailers to to figure out to present that information uh to their potential customer uh, short <laughs> answer is the industry's a mess Right. Um, it, and it's a gloriously dysfunctional, disconnected mass. Right. Which I I, um, I, I, I kind of love because it makes room for companies like ours in the space. But it, it's very complex. Right. You know, every municipality has their own way of calculating taxes and registration fees. And then, you know, every lending institution has their own parameters and policies and factors that have to be accurately represented. And then you have all the all the manufacturer stuff with all the different rebates, incentives. And then you take all of that do, if you will, which is really complex and very disconnected. And then you have an entire other big chunk of data that is really overlooked a lot. And that's the dealership class of data, right? Because every dealer is going to dictate the terms and conditions under which they're willing to transact. They're going to have a certain number of lending institutions they have available for their clients. They're going to have quoting rules. They're going to have ways that they want to present payments. They're going to have ways that they interpret the tax laws in the various markets. And, uh, and we have to accurately represent every one of those classes, those four classes, if you will, in order to get it right. And uh, so that makes calculating a payment, a fully baked payment, very difficult, right? And then to try and do that on a massive scale to back into a vehicle that would fit the narrative for a customer who's shopping by payment, as opposed to saying, here's my vehicle of interest, tell me what, what the monthly payment is. It's there's a lot of math. There's a lot of cloud resources that are required to do it and and a lot of work. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's just it's it was a very fun puzzle to solve, but it was a tough one. So pretty, pretty interesting. Absolutely. And and along those lines, trying to trying to solve that puzzle. One of the, the negative ramifications, you know, as well as anyone that can happen sometimes where the consumer might see a, a figure online, be it the dealer's website or whatever third party site it might be. And then they go to the dealership and that figure that they were seeing online is not what they're told across the desk from the from the sales representative. Just again, what what how precarious of a situation does that does that place the dealership when there's that disconnect? I, again, trying to solve that puzzle, how how can the industry avoid that negative situation that could, in worst case scenario, the consumer gets upset and walks out the door? Yeah, I mean that's that's the most difficult challenge I think that the ecosystem, if you will, is facing right now, and it's not just the dealers who, or not just the consumers who feel that payment. It's also the dealers, right? You know, so imagine you're an Amazon shopper and you go, and all of us are, right? You know, I mean, I don't know how many how many times a week the smiley face boxes or packages show up at our house, but um, <laughs> you go to check out and you're, you know, you know that this vehicle or this vehicle, this widget that you're buying 
is $29.95. It's going to be here tomorrow because you're on Prime and you go to check out and it's $29.95. And then all of a sudden there's $12 here and $6 there and $7 there. And all of a sudden you're spending 50 bucks. And you're like, okay, this, this doesn't work, right? I, I don't like this. And that's the exact dynamic that consumers are feeling, right? And the sellers, if you will, like in the Amazon world are the dealers. And a lot of the times when that happens, it's not the dealer's fault. It's that their payments that they want to present to consumers aren't being presented to consumers the way they want to be presented because the digital retailing technologies that they're using um, aren't accurately representing or, or respecting those terms and conditions under which they want to transact. And that's where the biggest disconnect comes from, right? So we're seeing dealers really pushing towards solving that problem, right? And being pretty aggressive about how they, how they work with their vendors, um, but also being much more selective about which vendors they use because not everybody's doing it right. There's some that are killing it and doing a great job, but there are those that are not transitioning towards really taking everything into consideration. And, and we have to fix that, right? Without fixing that, we're, the problem's never going to get corrected. And I think a lot of us, I know we are working very diligently to, to help connect those dots for, for the different constituents in the space. Again, the voice you're hearing for this special sponsored episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast is Rusty West, the co-founder of MarketScan, as we revisit the topic of payment shoppers and, and how to present the information that they are seeking in order for dealerships, finance companies, everyone involved to, to have a, a happy ending, so to speak, and, and, and a vehicle delivery. And 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 Rusty, you just so eloquently said trying to connect those dots and and how that the challenge is is presence there to to have that be accomplished, either perhaps maybe since we uh, last reconnected at, at NADA earlier this year or or in your other conversations or whatever you care to share, just. How do you see that those dots being connected? How what do you see is the, is the path? How is the whether it's your shop or the industry in general striving towards uh, that goal and and accomplishment? A change has to happen, right? There needs to be a bit more collaboration in the space, and the dealers have to make a little bit more noise, right? If you if you look back three, four, five years ago kind of before COVID or right, you know, or leading up to COVID, there was a lot of resistance to quote payments online, but there were a lot of dealers who were doing it and, and bought into the fact that, Hey, you know, consumers want to shop a little bit different. So let's try to meet the needs of the consumers. And the pain points really presented themselves when that practice started happening, right? Because they were quoting payments, but like you said earlier, they were completely different. They make that "Quote unquote clicks to bricks transa uh, transition from online to in the in the store, and we present them a five hundred dollar a month payment when they were told it was four hundred bucks a month, <laughs> and that process breaks down. It wasn't the dealer's fault. So what we're seeing is dealers being much more selective about who they work with, but also being more demanding about what they need with the vendors they they've selected and." that's driving the vendors to up their game, right? Which is important. Consumer demands doing the exact same thing, right? The consumers don't really know 
why the payments are different and they don't care, right? They were told something upstream that's different than when they get to the store. And the perception is, is the dealership's doing some shady stuff. And most of the time that's not the case, but it doesn't matter because perception's reality when it comes to a consumer buying something from you. So, um, so we're seeing a big push from the dealer community. We're seeing a lot of, a lot of push and a lot of investment from the technology companies. And we're also seeing a lot of shifting of business from one technology company or just a reselling company to another. And most of that business is shifting to the companies that are doing, that are investing more in getting it right. And we're seeing them get a lot more market share, which is, I think, how a fair market environment is supposed to work. Closing moments here with Rusty West, the co-founder of MarketScan on this special sponsored episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. And, and and Rusty, just to round us out and until we get to the day, whether it's Market Scan or or another shop or whatever collaborative efforts results in that in that wonderful solution that that solves all of these challenges that we've articulated during our conversation. What do you see as some some recommendations or some strategies that that retailers can can use today until until that day arrives that that there is perhaps that perfect solution uh, that piece of software or technology or what have you in in this post COVID world that that you mentioned uh, what what do you see as some, some best practices to to make sure that disconnect doesn't happen for those payment shoppers, that uh, vehicles can get delivered and, and consumers have an experience they can enjoy and, and satisfies their, their wants and needs. So there's a few things, right? One, one of the things I think is important to note that we're, I don't know that we're ever going to have a quote unquote perfect solution, right? A perfect experience. But I think we're a lot of companies in the space, not and not just market scan, right? There's some very smart very aggressive technology companies out there who are doing a good job solving the same problem, right? So, so dealers have options, right? And uh, really doing your due diligence before you sign up with one is, um, I think, going to be very helpful. The other thing is to for the dealers to recognize the fact that some of the companies that they've been working with historically may not be evolving at the pace it's required for them to meet the needs of their clients. And they need to evaluate that and maybe, maybe make some changes, but that's a business decision the dealership should make, right? The one thing that I think is gonna be really beneficial for the dealers is for them to buy into the fact that they're gonna to have to quote payments online, right? They just gotta be accurate payments. Um, historically, dealers don't like doing that. It's, you know, hey, come on in, let's talk to you. You know, let's talk about it. We'll help you figure out what the payments are once you get here. And a lot of consumers, there a lot of studies are showing that more than 50% of the consumers don't want to shop that way anymore. And I think Amazon's the reason that that's been driven. So being able to accurately represent your payments to consumers way upstream, but do it in a manner that respects your profitability margins and all the other elements that go into the way you want to do business, I think it's going to be super important. So it's a little bit of a, doing some research to make sure we're working with the right partners. It's also doing some soul searching to say, hey, this is a different way of doing things. And um, maybe I'm not comfortable with it, but but I'm gonna have to get comfortable with it because my competitors are getting comfortable with it and they're gonna start getting, gobbling up market share if I don't follow suit. So, so I think those are the two biggies. 
Absolutely. That's Rusty West, the co-founder of MarketScan, as we tackle the, the ongoing topic and challenge of helping payment shoppers find the vehicle that they want and need. Rusty, thank you again for, for sharing such great perspectives on what might be one of the one of the most important topics in automotive retail nowadays. Thank you again. Hey, my pleasure, and thanks for uh, thanks for getting these messages out. I think it's really important for all of us to pull together, especially in this crazy time where there's so many opportunities for the automotive industry to evolve. Uh, it's it's great uh, to have a voice, and I, I appreciate you providing that for all of us. For for sure, for sure. And if you've missed any of the the great voices we've had here on the podcast, like Rusty West. You can just go to our website at autoremarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. Or just subscribe through whichever platform you get your podcast. For our fellow hosts, Bill Zadites, Joe Overby, and Andy Friedlander, as well as our outstanding executive producer, Matt Rice. I'm Nick Sulovich. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast.